This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome you to the Warning Radio Program. Today in studio, I have Dr. E.J. Buckhart. Dr. Buckhart used to be a pilot, flew the jumbo jets for Northwest Airlines, flew around the world. And now he is with me. He's been on my staff for 24 years. He's the dean of our Bible schools. Uh, Dr. Buckhart, welcome back to the Warning Radio program. Thanks for being on again. You've been with me for 24 years. Time flies so fast. It doesn't seem like more than just a couple days ago that I met you. Yeah, I was only with the airlines for 32 years, and I'm here at 24 already. Wow. <laughs> wow. Now, you and I have seen so many things. We've seen so many people blame the Holy Spirit for things that the Holy Spirit could not have said. DJ? Correct. And I just experienced that recently again. Yes, we did. Uh, where the Holy Spirit uh, supposedly led you somewhere, and you were supposed to be there for a long time, and then uh, without warning, overnight, he led you somewhere else. Uh, that is not the Holy Spirit. It's a spirit, but, but not what the Holy Spirit. spirit. Yeah. <laughs> That's the key. And, and all spirit? the time, people... Uh, God told me, God told me, but when you evaluate, God couldn't tell you because it goes contrary to the Word of God. I remember many years ago you spoke on the God card, and we've seen it so many times. Even the past year, we've seen it three times, actually. Well, yes, I did write on the God card. I'm going to use that right now. Throughout history, people have tried to justify their positions, attitudes, or decisions by using the name of God. For example, they say, God told me, the Holy Spirit told me, or they quote or preach from the word of God. Lucifer, the scribes, the Pharisees, and the Sadducees constantly use the name of God or the word of God to deceive, manipulate, and control people. Here, Lucifer tries to tempt, deceive Jesus. Matthew 4, 1 through 3. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward hungry. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones may be made bread. As the words temptation or tempter imply, a person has a choice to be seduced or deceived into accepting or agreeing with a proposition, statement, theological position, or explanation. The responsibility falls back under the person listening to or reading the tempter's communication to make a choice to accept or comply or to reject the offer. This demands a personal knowledge of the scriptures and the determination, or lack of it, to be faithful in obedience to them. Jesus understood the scriptures, thus the will of God, and was committed to be faithful in his relationship with God. We read how Jesus rejected Lucifer's temptation with his understanding of the scriptures. Matthew 4, 4 reads, But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God Unquote. For a person to be faithful and not compromise by accepting a temptation in the form of a suggestion, excuse, or offer, one has to have 
determination, wisdom, knowledge of, and loyalty to Jesus Christ. EJ? Yes, it's it's so true. And uh, we've been, I'm living in a world, well, you are too, and everybody else is listening, that there is so much deception out there. And the deception even goes into the Scripture where they take the Scripture out of context, which is nothing more uh, than in the misinterpretation of Scripture. And people follow that and say, oh, God told me this because this is what the Spirit's saying. And I've seen too many times, I know of example, that one time we had a gentleman here uh, that was a sealer, and he was sealing everybody. And I just asked him, I says, well, in the Bible, it doesn't show man sealing, that spirit sealing. He says, Jesus told me to leave. And he picked up and he left. So when they get when they get uh, get tested into a corner, they use the same thing again. Jesus is telling me to go. The Spirit's telling me to move. And it's really just their spirit. And we've got to be careful. Well, it's like the liberal media. They don't want to really sit down and debate you. They want to accuse you because uh, they can't win the debate. Correct. They don't, they don't know the truth, or if they know it, they don't agree with it, and they don't want to let you speak the truth. Very true. So they're trying to brainwash you. And uh, a lot of Christians don't know the truth. They don't want to sit down and talk with you because you'll expose that they're really not listening to the Holy Spirit. They're listening to their selfishness. They're misunderstanding. They don't want to sit with you, and that means there is too much pride, E.J. Yeah. I, I cannot see that we've experienced it here very recently, two instances in our ministry where people have just packed up and gone and said, uh, we thank you, uh, we're leaving, and don't communicate with us. We don't want to talk to you. And, you know, if it's a spirit that's leading you, you would think you'd want to come and share so maybe you could be corrected because we all can be corrected. We all make mistakes. And so if we think we're hearing from the spirit, check with someone that you're having a disagreement with and sit down and talk about it. And But this is the way the media is too. They don't want to talk to you because they know they'll lose in the conversation because they're not speaking truth. And that's why many people don't want to sit with you They want their own way. Correct. They know they will lose. They don't know the word of God well enough, but they want their own way. That's called pride, EJ. Yep. And that pride also comes in where people come and join a ministry because they know it's a good ministry, but then very seldom they see something in there that they don't like and they just pack up their bags and leave. They don't want to discuss it. I'll tell you what, you could go to any church anywhere in the world, and sooner or later you're going to find some position (laughs) that the pastor speaks that doesn't mean a hill of beans as far as a salvation issue, but yet you disagree, and I'm out of here. For instance, pre-trip, mid-trip, post-trip. It doesn't matter. What you need to be is ready for Jesus to return right now in case he does and you die today. Uh, but, who, you know, it doesn't matter what position. That is not a salvation issue. I believe the devil uses all of this because of our pride to separate the brethren. EJ? I think you've got that exactly right there because uh, even though we don't want to admit we have pride, uh, we all have it. And if you admit that you have pride and you're willing to accept that you have pride, then you could be educated, you can be taught, you can be discipled. One thing I'm seeing nowadays is that people are just talking about, we got to go out and save the, got to save the world. But the scripture says, it doesn't say about going out and save the world. That's God's 
job. That's God's job. Our job is disciples, to make disciples, to train. And a lot of people leave someone to the Lord and they turn them loose. And that's not what God told us to do. He says, teach them, train them, disciple them. It's like catching a salmon and uh, then just uh, not gutting it, not cleaning it, <laughs> and allowing it to spoil. Because Amen. if you don't disciple these converts, yep. they're going to spoil. They're going to they're gonna backslide. And a lot of them don't want to be discipled. They figure they've, they've got it all in their knowledge. And so we, we have a major, major problem in the idea of, of discipling. And discipling with love, with care, with concern, but also with uh, coming with them in judgment because the Lord loves judgment. I mean, he's, he has a God of love, but people forget about the fact he's also a God of judgment. And uh, if you just go love, 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 uh, and you don't do according to his word, judgment's going to fall. There's nothing, no way you can stop that. Hosea 4, 6 warns, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject you, that thou should be no priest to me. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. A lack of knowledge. If you don't understand the word of God, EJ, what spirit are you being led by? It's not the Holy Spirit. Well... There's only other spirit you can be led by is a demonic spirit. And uh, if you want to just listen to the news media, we have a country that's being led strictly by demonic spirits. They will never admit that, but they will never admit it because they're being deceived. And so they think, as the Bible says, in the end times, good will become evil and evil become good. And people start honoring Satan. Well, that's exactly right. Uh, are you following your spirit? Your ignorant spirit, your lack of knowledge spirit? Are you following the Holy Spirit or an evil spirit? If you want to follow the Holy Spirit correctly, you have to know the Word of God. Amen. Second Timothy 2.15 tells us to study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed or fooled, rightly dividing the Word of God. You will be fooled. You will be deceived if you don't know the Word of God and you'll blame it on the Spirit of God. It's not the Spirit of God. It's your lack of knowledge. Amen. Amen. Very James 1.5, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it should be given him. EJ? Yes, it is... Of all the years that I've been, you know, I've been, I went through a seminary. Uh, some people call it a cemetery. I went through a seminary, Lutheran seminary, and I enjoyed it very much. But, I mean, it was good education, but they never really taught you how to to decipher the Spirit and, or the, the Word of God. In other words, you read it, and whatever your understanding is, it you go with it. And that's not the way the Scripture said. You have to allow the Holy Spirit to guide you and direct you in the reading of the Word of God. Just to pick up the Bible and read it and read it, you will be, you will be deceived. I'll guarantee you that. You will go on a wayward area. You have to have the Holy Spirit guiding you and say, Holy Spirit, what did this say? And sometimes you're not going to get the answer. And as my son used to say, E.J., well, just continue reading the Bible and it'll answer itself. But you can't just take one scripture and think, aha, I've got the answer to everything. No, you got to take the scripture as a total. There is no Old Testament. There's no New Testament. It's one scripture. Jesus is in the Old Testament. The Holy Spirit's in the Old Testament as well as in the New Testament. Well, cherry picking is very bad. Uh, you miss the truth by cherry picking. 
You take a scripture out of context. I mean, that's what the devil did to Jesus. He cherry-picked. Fortunately, Jesus knew the word of God, and he knew he was cherry-picking or deceiving him. But people ignorantly cherry-picked the word of God and then blamed the Holy Spirit for a wrong understanding of what the Bible is saying. That's where you need to have a mentor. Uh, Even when you get to be my age, you have to have a mentor because I still have the ability to misinterpret the Scripture. And if you have a good mentor who is totally following the Holy Spirit, they can help you and guide you through it, correct you, so that we will be able to speak the truth and to touch the lives of the people we come into contact with. I know your big concern is is that each and every one that has contact with you, that when we go out in the world, we'll be able to explain to them. You're trying to teach us so that we can show the love of God to all those we come into contact with. And to do that, we have to be disciplined. Second Peter 1.5, and beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to your virtue knowledge. I mean, everywhere it keeps saying you need knowledge. You need to Amen. know the Word of God if you want to be led by the Holy Spirit. That's correct. Luke 12, 8 through 9, also I say unto you, whosoever shall confess me before men, him shall the Son of Man also confess before the angels of God. But he that denieth me before men shall be denied before the angels of God. It's amazing how many people constantly go directly against the word of God, taking it completely out of context, and then trying to use it to tempt, slander, divide the brethren, and persecute the righteous. EJ? We're seeing so much persecution of Christians today especially here in America. It's been going on around the world for a long time. In America, we have been deceived for so long by the church and the church leaders that everything is going along fine. We've got our, we've got our home, we've got our house, we've got our job, we've got our children, we've got our grandchildren. Everything is going smoothly, but we haven't gone through any type of persecution to test our faith. And I see right now we're going through a time where God is going to test our faith. And uh, if we are faithful and loyal, he will see us through, and we will be stronger at the end. But we do not like to go through trials and tribulations and temptations. We don't like to be hungry. We don't like not to be able to have shelter. But if this comes, God says he, he uses it to his advantage to try to get us to come and admit that we've done wrong, ask for forgiveness, and he will forgive us, and he will teach us more about the way to go. Matthew 16, 1, the Pharisees also with the Sadducees came and tempted him, desired that he would show them a sign from heaven, a sign. <laughs> People want a sign. Amen. Well, if, if God will do this, I will do this. Jesus calls that you f- faithless, faithless generation that needs a sign. The word of God is your sign. Follow the Word of God. Study the Word of God. EJ? It's the standing on the Word. I've, I've had to learn that a couple different ways uh, because of a heart condition and things I've had in the past. And finally, the Lord's—well, I don't think the Lord told me this, but I just, by knowing the Scripture, I says, you know, I need to stand on the Word of God. I've read the Word of God many times, and God says He will see us through our illness— uh, illness is definitely of Satan. It's not of God. And so when we get down with stuff like this, it's of Satan attacking us. And I says, I need to trust in the Lord. And 
I was supposed to have heart surgery. Uh, I said, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to stand on the Word of God. Not in my faith. I'm going to stand on the Word of God. So we need to know the Word of God so that we can stand strong against these fiery darts of the enemy because we, the enemy is out there like a roaring lion trying to destroy families. He's trying to destroy churches. He's trying to destroy nations. Again, it is amazing how many people constantly go against the Word of God, taking it completely out of context than trying to use it to tempt, slander, divide the brethren, and persecute the righteous. I'm going to read a couple more scriptures that proves this point. Matthew 19, 3. The Pharisees also came unto him, tempting him, and saying unto him, Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? Matthew 21, 23. And when he was come into the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came unto him, as he was teaching and said, by what authority do you teach these things? In Matthew twenty-two fifteen through 18, as well as 34 through 35. Then went the Pharisees and took counsel how they might entangle him in his talk. They sent out unto him their disciples, saying, Master, we know that thou art true and teachest the way of God in truth. Neither carest thou for any man. For you regard not the person of men. Tell us, therefore, what thinkest thou? Is it lawful to give tribute unto Caesar or not? But Jesus perceived their wickedness and said, Why tempt me, you hypocrites? But when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is greater commandment? in the law. EJ? Will we read that last sentence again, please? Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him, saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? When the great commandment is, they shall love the Lord the God with all their heart, with all their mind and soul, and thy neighbor as thyself. And as I read that, the Lord says, uh, thy neighbor as thyself. Now, I think most everyone has love for themselves. But so if you've got love for yourself, you need to show that love to your neighbor. Uh, abortion, homosexuality, killing of the innocent, uh, slandering. Uh, this is all not loving your neighbor. And we need to repent. Now, all of us have made some fatal mistakes in our lives, and we need to repent. And Jesus says, if if you don't repent, I cannot forgive you. And we also have to learn how to forgive others. And uh, there are some sins that people have committed against people that are very hard to forgive. But the Lord says, if you don't forgive, I will not forgive you. And you, we've got to take that to heart because God is serious in his word. He says it, and you better believe it. John 8, 3 through 6, And the scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery, and when they had set her in the midst, they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? This they said, tempting him, that they might have cause. And they wanted to accuse him for violating the word of God. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he had heard them not. Now, People always, especially some religious people, they take 
the meaning of the verse or set of scriptures out of context. So yes, the law says to stone, but grace, which is all through the Bible, old and new, yes. says that if they repent, you can forgive. David found grace. He should have been executed, King David. He committed adultery, premeditated adultery, and premeditated murder. Grace is all through Old and New Testament. Amen. As you said earlier, it is one set of scriptures. It's one verse. But they want to take it out of context. Again, EJ, they cherry pick. That's very, very true. I mean, I always think of the one scripture uh, because there's a lot of people out there preaching prosperity, and I have nothing against prosperity because God said we will prosper, but they take it and they say the love of God uh, is, or the love of money is root of all evil. They say money is root of all evil. No, it's not money. It's the love of money. What do you love? What do you love more? Do you love Jesus Christ? Do you love what you have that you've been able to commit to yourself because of the work that you did? Uh, I can say I love my job as an airline pilot, but do I put my life in the airline pilot? No, I've got to put my life in Jesus. And if we don't love Jesus, we're not going to be very well received by the public because the people see the love of Jesus shining through our hearts. That will change their hearts because people have a choice. But the choice has to be taught when they see the true love of Jesus in an individual, and that will change their lives, and they'll make the right choice, not the wrong choice. Matthew nine thirty-two through 34 And they went out, and behold, they brought to him a dumb man possessed with a devil. And when the devil was cast out, the dumb spoke. And the multitudes marveled, saying, It was never so seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said, He cast out devil through the prince of the devils. (laughs) Once again, they use the word of God out of context and say, No, you are filled with the devil, with evil spirits. Again, the Bible tells us until... We are made perfect. Apostle, prophet, evangelist, teacher, pastor are there for the perfecting of the saints. That the gifts of the Holy Spirit, Jesus passed on for you and I to tarry until we are endued with his power where he lives through us and he acts through us and he continues to do his works through us. But when people don't tarry, then they accuse those that have been filled with the Holy Spirit and the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, oh, you have evil spirits. Again, they use the scriptures way out of context, DJ. Yeah, and the other thing I noticed, too, uh, is that people want to get saved so they can go to heaven. And once they get saved, they forget what they're supposed to do after that. Uh, Their salvation is one thing, but we are supposed to take dominion. In other words, we just don't sit back because God saved us. We sit back to show God honor by going out and and allow this message to get out there. Take dominion. You know, churches basically don't get involved in government. Well, the government is what we're supposed to take dominion over of. In the United States, you know, since the church has been so sick, and not have been involved. Uh, they believe in this pre-trib rapture. We're going to be raptured all out of here, which would be nice if we are, but I don't believe that's going to be the case. Then then uh, they shut the church up, says we don't have to get involved. Just let the government do what they want to do. Just obey the government and everything will be fine. Well, no. If God doesn't rule, uh, we're going we're gonna to be suffering. Again, the Lord gave us commandments 
to go and make disciples of all nations. Christians should certainly be involved in politics. Amen. If we put in righteous people, then we are blessed. If we put in evil people by doing nothing, they persecute you and I. I've made a comment before, taken way out of context, Jesus isn't coming back to save you, meaning he's not coming back to do your job. Correct. You are the ambassador of Jesus Christ. You need to make disciples of nations. All over the world, people have been slaughtered by evil governments. All over the world. He doesn't come back and save millions of Christians that have died through the centuries. But he will come back. He will come back and do battle against evil men that are coming against his bride, persecuting his bride at the great tribulation. He will come back to save his bride. He returns at the battle of Armageddon. His bride will be saved eternally. But uh, pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, we should never use it to separate the brethren. It doesn't matter. I'll work with you. I don't care which position you hold. It doesn't matter. This is not a prerequisite. If you make it a prerequisite, you are a very ignorant person the devil is using to separate the brethren. Final words, E.J.? Well, that's why the Holy Spirit, I believe, has given you this eagle-saving nations. And uh, if the eagles don't stand up in this nation and take a stand, we're not just talking about the church. We're not just talking about pastors and evangelists. We're talking about leaders in the country and leaders in the nation. They must take a stand. And so I urge people, Lord, to go to the website and sign up for Eagle Saving Nations. We need to get into the world in the Colosseums to preach this message and get God's blessing and not God's cursings. Go to my website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org. Click on Eagle Saving Nations. Please subscribe. You can be a golden eagle, a bald eagle, a white eagle. Subscribe so we can see the greatest outpourings of the Holy Spirit through America with another great awakening. And we can see the power of God for salvation, healing, and deliverance. And so, like Peter, after he was filled with the third person of the Trinity, he fearlessly spoke the truth where before he was intimidated and afraid, lied, ran, and hid. We need the third person of the Trinity to come against this evil spreading through America, trying to intimidate the Christians from speaking the truth or calling sin, sin. We need another great awakening. Again, go to my website, www.worldministries.org. Once again, www.worldministries.org and subscribe to Eagles Saving Nations. My phone number, 360-629-5248. 360-629-5248. You could write a letter to me if you want, send a check, make it out to WMI, not Eagle Saving Nations, make it out to WMI, P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. That's P.O. Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. May God richly, richly bless you again. Tune in again as we're on this warning radio program Monday through Friday. We're also on shortwave and the weekends. Look at my Rumble channel, uh, YouTube channel, Roku and others, as well as my website to watch my television programs. God bless you.